Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, it's Tiff Stevenson here with a classic bugle from 2013, which tried to make sense of the ecstasy and the agony of the death of Maggie Thatcher it's episode 230, The Baroness Bows Out. Top story this week. You die if you want to. The lady is not for dying. Oh, hold on. Scratch that. I think I'll give it a go. It's Maggie Thatcher, death catcher. <laughs> well, what an emotional week it has been for Britain, Andy. The 87-year-old former Prime Minister and political juggernaut Margaret Thatcher has died. And... It may be very hard for people around the world to understand the kind of strange emotional roller coaster that Britain has been on over the last seven days, as many people are forced to navigate some complicated feelings regarding how to justify feeling slightly less than sorrowful over the death of a frail, vulnerable old lady. It's been halfway between a celebration and a memorial this week. It's essentially been a celebrorial. And... <laughs> If you saw some of the scenes on TV of impromptu street parties over the death of Margaret Thatcher, you might understandably think people in Britain are a bunch of heartless <laughs> And to some extent, you'd be right. Seeing 18-year-olds dancing around after the death of a woman whose time in power they never directly experienced, albeit the aftershocks of which they undoubtedly felt, is not an entirely heartwarming experience, and it's only going to get more complicated from here. The official full ceremonial funeral is going to take place on Wednesday in London at, ironically high cost to the taxpayer, <laughs> a final hypocrisy haiku in a controversial career. Now, apparently, Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not officially a state funeral, although... It's going to be fucking difficult to tell the difference because there's apparently not going to be a military flyover, but there's going to be pretty much everything else. Is that right? Yeah, that's basically it. It is a state funeral in all apart from name, including specifically, as you say, uh, in price tag. And um, it's been, uh, I think it's fair to say, more than a little bit controversial because uh, she was a woman who uh, didn't just split opinion, but uh, slathered it with ice cream and popped a glass of cherry on top. And also, interestingly, within minutes, John, uh, of her death being announced, um, there was a, a great debate on how it should be commemorated, not just in society in Britain as a whole, but also amongst buglers, uh, particularly through the Bugle Twitter feed, with a lot of people asking, uh, 
whether or not she would get, or demanding that she should get, a f- eulogy. And, you know, it's a, that's a tough philosophical question to address, John, right. because, uh, as you know, you set the bar pretty high for f- eulogies, uh, yeah, and we, we try to maintain that at this franchise. We don't just hand them out to anyone. You've got to really earn them. And uh, you might say set alongside Bin Laden, Gaddafi, and Kim Jong-il. There's no way a woman even... As divisive as Thatcher deserves a f- eulogy. But you would also say, set alongside Churchill, the Duke of Wellington and Isaac Newton, she sure as f- doesn't deserve a state funeral, which is, as you say, essentially what she's got. Um, funded by the taxpayers, a large percentage of whom would only be happy to contribute if their money was being used to pay for a giant 50-metre-high middle finger made of coal to be paraded ten yards behind her coffin. Also, Parliament was recalled to pay tribute to her a few days earlier than it would otherwise have done, will that have made many difference? Was she going to get any more or less dead in those intervening days? Perhaps she was. Apparently, Tory central office was reportedly disappointed and surprised that as of three days after her death, there had still been no resurrection. They issued a statement saying, we assume it's just been some kind of administrative hold-up. According to precedent, it should have happened by now. It's probably to do with paperwork. Thank you, Brussels. <laughs> so, a very good suggestion was sent in by a, a bugle called Don from New York who suggested that while she maybe doesn't warrant a full state f- eulogy, she is definitely worthy of a ceremonial f- eulogy. <laughs> no one knows exactly what the difference is, says, says Ton, but it looks like you're taking the controversial nature of the relevant corpse into account in arriving at a middle position. <laughs> very statesmanlike. That is a very good way to, s- to straddle that problem, Andy. Yeah, so I don't know what your view on this, John, as the man who created the term, uh, the institution hmm. that is the f- eulogy. Yeah, well, it's important. It's important to withhold it, Andy. Right. And you know, is dismantling society over a decade enough? I'm afraid the bar is higher than that at the moment. Who knows? Someday it may be watered down, but I don't think. I think it's cerebral time, Andy. It's not. It's not full <laughs> f- eulogy. There is. There is going to be blowout media coverage on Wednesday, regardless of this uh, not-quite-state with an uppercase S funeral. And maybe this has actually come at a good time for Britain, Andy. Last year we had the Royal Wedding, we had the Olympics. We've been looking for another reason to put on a show for the world, and I guess this will have to do for now. The problem is going to be how to produce the spectacle necessary when everyone's feelings regarding the person in question are so complicated. British people are notoriously not particularly well in touch with their emotions, so how are we going to fake our way through a funeral, Andy? Maybe we need to get in some of those professional mourners or some of those terrified-looking, crying people who were lying the streets at Kim Jong-il's funeral. That's when you will know officially, as a member of the world, if the British people have decided we're not up to publicly grieving, Andy, because <laughs> we won't have enough tears in the tank. If, if all the shots, you will know if all the shots of the procession in London on Wednesday feature hordes of frightened North Koreans. That's how you'll know that we've basically given up and gone to plan B. <laughs> uh, the scale of the funeral will reportedly be along the same lines as those for Princess Diana and the Queen Mother, and the public cost, as we're mentioning, has raised some eyebrows, as it doesn't seem to sit well for someone who in her lifetime was so against public spending of any kind that she said about privatising the living shit out of everything. Surely it would be far more appropriate, Andy, to find a way to have the private sector take care of this, have sponsorship up the side of her coffin like a race car, and have product placement join the eulogy. Yes, it would be slightly inhuman, but what appropriate? What more appropriate way could there possibly be to bid farewell to one of the most calculating politicians in recent memory? And also, Andy, that would open up the potential for us to pay for a much more spectacular ceremony than the one we're currently able to, which might satisfy both 
both sides. It would mean we could have a giant inflatable Belgrano, the <laughs> Argentine ship that was shot in the back during the Falklands. We could then have her coffin in the shape of a pointy torpedo and carry it into the back of the inflatable ship, puncturing it and deflating it as a hologram Ronald Reagan cheers and then bursts into tears and attempts to throw himself into Thatcher's grave before her. Again, <laughs> yes, it would be tasteless, but isn't that what she would have wanted? <laughs> She was, as you say, an incredibly uh, incredibly divisive figure in this country. She polarised this nation like a celebrity chef smearing a grizzly bear in cream cheese and buying it a one-way ticket to the North Pole. <laughs> and uh, she's, uh, she was a sort of a political Medusa that if you looked into her policies, it would simply turn you to stone. She was a dominatrix in a parliament of submissives. And if you want to know the relationship between Thatcher and her party, any time you see footage of her talking in Parliament, imagine... All the grey men sitting behind her wearing gimp masks. And I think that'll, <laughs> that'll, that'll show you exactly, exactly what Britain was like in the <laughs> 1980s. Andy, I guess this bugle's going to probably be about half an hour, but really you only need to listen to that sentence to perfectly evoke <laughs> what Britain is going through this week. To, uh, to indicate some of the complications that are ahead of us, the Premier League did not ask clubs to observe a minute silence at uh, any football games this weekend, which upset a number of people, especially Thatcher's former sports minister, Richard Tracy, who said, frankly, I think it's rather cheap that they decided not to show any sort of respect for her because, to be honest, she really did deliver what football is today. And exactly, Andy, (laughs) he's not wrong about that. She really did deliver what football is today, an unregulated commercial nightmare. (laughs) Plus... Let's not forget her and her government's response to the Hillsborough disaster, which guaranteed that if you ask football fans to observe the life of Margaret Thatcher, you might get a minute of something, but it sure as shit wouldn't be silence. (laughs) In fact, there might actually be something in that, Andy. Maybe they should have suggested a minute's noise across the country, just so you could make any primal sound that you wanted in relation to Margaret Thatcher. It might have been cathartic for the whole of Britain. Some could cry, others could cheer, many could cry at the others cheering, some could moo, but all could find a way to process their feelings. Well, I think uh, it could be even simpler than that. It could just have a compulsory pantomime booing, I think. Minute silence and then a minute's pantomime booing, punctuated by shouts of... He's behind you, referring perhaps to the way she was ousted from power by being stabbed in the back by her own party, the same party that has effectively politically canonised her this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy me, you may enjoy my podcast, Catharsis, where we get guests, very funny ones, to talk through their pet peeves, their old gripes, their historical beefs, and hopefully provide some catharsis. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you you, you must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs> 